Hello, boys and girls. Welcome to the Big Honker Podcast. We really appreciate you tuning in. This podcast is brought to you by the one and only Stanfield Hunting Outfitters 27. I don't know. A bunch of years. 20-ish years in business. Almost 30. Almost 30. It if depends you, what you technically called when the day we started. Well. The first day we got it to hunt, the first day we were in business. But anyways. We're getting lost on technicalities here. Big Honker Lodge, home of the Big Honker Lodge, home of the Big Honker Podcast. Check us out, www.stanfieldhunting.com, and holler at me for any specials, any dates that you'd be interested in. If you, uh, dove season, we still got some openings there, a couple weekends. Second weekend of dove season, I've got an opening. I got a weekend the fourth weekend of September. I can do a weekend. $450, you get a hunt all weekend, all your lodging, all your meals, hunt Friday afternoon, two hunts on Saturday, and hunt Sunday morning. 450 a person. The second weekend will have teal season, won't it? An yes. option? We're booked up on that teal hunt already. Well, sorry about that. So you can come out here and dove hunt, though. It's always a really good time. Yep. And uh, also, if you're wanting to waterfowl hunt, we are filling up fast. So, um, with Canada looking like it might not be open, the phones are definitely starting to ring. So, if you're wanting dates, you better give us a holler. Talk to Jeff, 940-658-3172. We are also brought to you by Dive Bomb Industries. They are the best silhouette that you can get out there. It is a worthy investment. They're light. They're durable. They work well. Five dozen in a bag, you can keep your trailer nice and neat. That's big to me now. The older that I get, the more I want to stay organized. Dive Bomb helps with that. They've got floaters coming out. Floaters are already out, actually. Uh, black and white silhouettes, which I'm really excited about getting my hands on. they got a lot of cool things going on over there at Dive Bomb. So check them out, divebombindustries.com. You can get everything set up for this coming waterfowl season. It is a couple months away, so you better get on it. Look them up, divebombindustries.com. We're also brought to you by Boss Shot Shells. Bismuth. Hits like a freight train. I love it. It's a lifestyle. It's like shooting lead back in the day, Jeff says. It, it is. Exactly like it. Best stuff there is. You can, shoot, you can go back and shoot your 20 gauge, your 28 gauges, 410, whatever you want to do. That's bossshotshells.com. Yep. The cool thing about it is it's bringing the sub-gauge culture back. Yep. I like that. I'm not very good with sub-gauges. I'm good with 12. I'm, I don't I'm, know. That's pretty debatable. I'm adequate with 12. 28 gauges. But if that's your jam, man, look them up. BossShotShells.com. You don't have to sacrifice uh, sacrifice any power by shooting those sub-gauges. BossShotShells.com. And uh, Pacific Calls. They're great. They got uh, a little bit of everything. Duck calls, goose calls, snow calls, spec calls. One-stop shop. Uh, I will tell you, if you are in the market for a speckle belly call, I would give those guys a holler at PacificCustomCalls.com, or you can look them up. They're really active in our uh, podcast group, so if you need anything from them, they got a hell of a spec call. It's really, really easy to blow. Most spec calls, you got to fucking feel like you're going to blow an O-ring trying to operate it. Not with those. Not with those. Pacific Calls, um, can't say enough about them. So go check them out, PacificCustomCalls.com. And also, we are brought to you by Lucky Duck. If you're field duck hunting, you need spinners. The more, the merrier. Go to luckyduck.com. Get the spinners that you're going to need. Remote operated, so if you're hunting a field that's got both ducks and geese, hint, hint, if you hadn't listened to this podcast before, geese don't really like spinners. With the remotes on these Lucky Ducks, you can just turn them off whenever geese come. Flip them back on when the ducks get in the air. They've also got uh, dog boxes. Got it all. Predator calls, varmint calls, luckyduck.com. We're also brought to you by the Looking Glass Duck Club. Also have a podcast out. 
Bourbon Review, real popular. Looking Glass Duck Club. I think that's what it's called. Looking Glass Duck, Duck Club podcast. Yep. Logan Pyatt. They put on a good. They put on a good podcast. They're interesting. A lot They're of fun, fun to listen to. It's a, a man's. It's a man's podcast. So all you uh, protesting, sniveling little bitches out there in Seattle probably aren't listening to it. Not. Not. Not a. But you can look them up anywhere that you listen, wherever you listen to this podcast. You can find the Looking Glass Duck Club podcast. They've also got a sweet little hoodie, jacket, some apparel. Uh, definitely check them out. A lot of fun. We're also brought to you by William and Chris Wines out there in high Texas. Texas-made wine. Skeleton key. Can't say enough about it. Pairs up nice with a big slab of red meat. Got the 4th of July coming up. Get your lady nice and tooted. They can ship it to you direct. Just look them up at williamandchris.com. Get your lady williamandchriswines.com. Williamandchriswines.com. Or if you're in high Texas, I think that they're starting to open back up. You can do a, a taste testing tour. We need to get out of this corona. Yes. Something fierce. And let's see here. Oh, J2 Outdoors, the ice ripper. It, no, no reason if you live up north. If you live north of Oklahoma anywhere in the country and it freezes and your water gets froze up there's no excuse all the money you spend on decoys leases and everything else to not have a couple of ice rippers cheap investment goes right in keeps your honey hole open no sense in letting mother nature end your season keep that bad boy going keep the water open best bait in the world open water if you got food around you got open water you'll have ducks and it's j2outdoors.com J2OutdoorsLLC.com. Finally, last but not least, we're brought to you by 14 Cattle Company. It's the way to go. You get a whole beef, half a beef, they're whatever selling, you want. They're selling to NFL players. I just saw where New England starting left tackle was at the place buying him. He, he bought him half a beef. No shit. Yep. Just 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 this week. If you're going to buy beef and you go to the grocery store, you're, over, you're paying way over them. Go order you a half a beef, a quarter of beef, a whole beef, have it delivered to you, or you can go pick it up package sealed ready to go you know what you're getting you can custom order what cut you want of the meat and that's 14cattlecompany.com look them up and uh great sponsor we're excited to get our beef we'll get our beef what in august late august yep it's the way to go people don't pay seven or eight dollars for hamburger meat just go to 14 cattle company get it sent right to you i think right now the going rate was about 650 a pound for the whole thing that stakes everything and hell that's cheaper than buying hamburger meat at a grocery store no shit yeah, and I may be wrong on the price, but that's about, I think that's what I saw the other day. All right, that is all of our great sponsors. We appreciate uh, every one of them, everything that they do for us. And on this episode of the podcast, we're joined by Chris Wujic. He, uh, he runs Michitoba Outfitters up in Canada, Manitoba, western Manitoba. And we talk about the border, what it's going to look like this year. Uh, hunting season up there is actually, well, hunting season everywhere is only about six weeks away. And uh, we're just curious, you know, what are they hearing up there? What's their contingency plans? Uh, so we have him on. He explains it all. So here he is, Chris Wujic.
All right, let's do this. Three, two, one. Boom, and welcome to the Big Honker Podcast brought to you by J2 Outdoors and the Ice Ripper. I'm Jeff Stanfield. I'm Andy Shaver. On the line with us today, I guess I should have asked him how to pronounce his last name. <laughs> Chris from Michitoba Outfitting in Manitoba, Western Manitoba. Okay, you're an outfitter in, in Manitoba. How far are you from the border? Um, from North Dakota, about two two hours north, and then you know we're an hour from Saskatchewan. Ha- have you seen? Uh, tell tell us what's going on up there right now. What are y'all hearing on the border? <laughs> uh, we hear chatter. Um, you know, we're trying to figure out what in the hell is going to go on uh, with our season, our livelihood whatnot and we don't hear shit is it going to talking to provincial level federal level blah 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 and nobody has answers um we all have hope that we're going to run a season but there ain't no way in hell in 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 my opinion they're going to open the border because right now they're saying, what, July 15th they're going to open it up? That ain't going to happen. When did you hear that July 15th? That's what, that's, what, uh, that's what they said, July 15th. No, that's when they're going to make their next announcement on the next closure. Yeah. Ah. It's, it's been, it goes month by month by month by month by month. So it'll be August 15th after this July 15th, basically is what you're saying. They'll make yeah. another announcement in another month. July, August 15th, they'll make another announcement. That's been the pattern, and it's pretty hard to, how do you predict, how to run your year? Yeah, my prayers are for you guys. Situation. It's, a, it's a horrible deal. Now, are most of y'all's clients all Americans? Um, about 75% now are American clients, I've catered a lot more to Canadians recently to early our season and uh, it's gone over very well now um, but yeah most like the bulk is they, they come from the states Europe wherever and well we can't who knows <laughs> you don't you don't so most of 75 percent of them are Americans um, yeah. are, are there many Canadian hunters, like, in general, in your area? Like, do-it-yourselfer types? No. No. Minimal. Um, what? You know, there, it, there, there are Canadian hunters. Uh, don't get me wrong, but uh, from south of the border... So why... why those numbers, they, no way. They live, they live in, in, in one of the most waterfowl rich areas why are there not more canadian hunters well the locals that would like to hunt them are harvesting at that time and that's that's what's going on occasionally you know you'll get locals that get the chance to go out and hunt but you know you gotta get the crop in the bin so you're saying it's such a, a agriculturally rich society that that they just don't have time to partake no, in waterfowl they don't hunting. Have time. Deer hunting is a different story. That's later. 
Um, and you know, that's a lot more popular. Has the, has the Canadian government done anything like uh, loans or grants or anything to help the businesses, or have they turned their back on y'all? Uh, there's there's a couple different programs. Well, if you're self-employed, uh, the third called two thousand dollars a month. So when did you said so you could survive type money? You said you're an American. When did you move up to Canada? I left my house in Michigan at 5 a.m. on September 11th. 2000, the September 11th? Yep. Wow. And you were going up there to pursue this dream with Mitchitoba Outfitting? Uh, no. No, that was a, uh, after, after plan. I was going up to live with my wife now. Oh, She's okay. my wife now, but she was, uh, the reason why I went up. And uh, I left uh, my house at 5 a.m. that morning, and I, I don't know, I think it was, I was south of Mackinac Bridge before uh, all hell broke loose. You heard it on the radio, and nobody knew, and then uh, the trip west was interesting. Yeah, had you been another day, you wouldn't have been getting into Canada, had you left September 12th, because didn't they close the border down then? No, no, they didn't. Um, I I made my way across the uh, UP of Michigan, Wisconsin. Stopped at a gas station there. I think it was eight seventy a gallon. So it was when all the price gouging was going on. Oh fuck! Oh, <laughs> I had shit. a quarter tank. I'm like, hell no. <laughs> so <laughs> I went a little further. Paid almost twelve dollars a gallon. Gee, wow! And, and I had to, but yeah. So no, I I drove over to uh, a friend's uh, and kind of went detoured a little south to the Twin Cities and stayed with a friend that night and watched everything on the TV. And then when do you when do you start your outfitting business up there? Uh, generally start taking clients around. No, no, no. What year did you start? Oh, no. When did I start there? Yes, sir. Yep. Uh, 2005, it was. Okay. So you were up there yeah. four years whenever you decided to get off in the outfitting business? <laughs> yeah. What made, you decide, um, what made you decide to do that? Well, I've been a professional guy since 1992. I did that in Michigan and in our split. Well, I'd, we'd go places and go hunt for fun, and, well, that's how I met my wife. You met your wife through that? Yeah, a uh, place we stayed in little town, Newdale, Manitoba, at the Leisure Inn. Uh, went duck hunting there with a buddy of mine, and uh, that's how I met my wife. She worked there, bartender. That never works and, now. Uh, <laughs> it does too. I don't know. Those We've bo- been married since 2002, September 28. I don't know. You you hit on a bartender now, and you don't you don't have much luck. <laughs> so you must have been on your A game that day. Uh, probably. So, <laughs> y'all you you shoot a lot of field ducks where you're at. Oh yeah, yeah. It's gonna be primarily that's what we do, uh, unless somebody wants to hunt some water. 
change. What what your friends that are outfitters? What are they all saying? What are they? What's is there any contingency plans or anything for you guys? And we're just sitting waiting. That's it. So when, when's that the last it. day that you'll make a call? Like, do most of your clients have they already bought airplane tickets, or a lot of them waiting to buy airplane tickets? Well, see, that's the problem. All the there are no tickets anymore. Guys that have bought them, they're they've been canceled. Mm-hmm. You know, all my clients that booked in, um, so that's going to be a hurdle. Even if they do open the border, see, I'd heard you can actually get here. I had read that they were going to even if they do when they do open the border, they're going to require a fourteen day quarantine. Oh wow! And that's yeah, that's if they do, they're I bet you they would do that. Uh, already in Manitoba, uh, we cannot take people from eastern canada it's the line somewhere in ontario um, northwest ontario is good over here low population all good so they've actually but got it right now where you... line right now if you come from there you have to quarantine for 14 days before you go out in the public see in uh new mexico is that way for us if you travel from if you travel into new mexico you have to quarantine for 14 days but yeah People are driving over. That's different than having your passport stamped. So, I mean, you could come and go from New Mexico because, I mean, unless you get pulled over by somebody, it's just your word against theirs. You can tell them you've been there for two weeks. That's a lot different from crossing a, a border and having your passport stamped, you know, a date. So, And you're in a computer system, too. Right. So that's 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 a, that's going to be a big hurdle unless guys just want to hunt for yeah, two weeks. So it, I don't think it's going to happen this year. I just wish... Somebody, they know. <laughs> Can't make people fear too many more than 30 days, I guess. When are you going to make a decision as an outfitter to uh, move guys back or just, you know, say forget it for hoping that the Americans are going to be up there? Well, uh, the guys that got booked right now, they're been booked for long, long time, long time clients. And, all good guys, even some new guys, they, they said they'd wait to the bitter end. I said, really? Oh, yeah, we'll figure out a way to get there. We'll book a flight here, whatever, drive from there. <laughs> so, you know, I want to honor that, and that prolongs my backup plan, which, you know, could generate some income taking Canadian hunters instead. So you do have There's a... Not a large pool of Canadian hunters to actually take. Right. Uh, Canadians don't really go on, not many go on guided hunt. Um, what, what do you plan on? I mean, is, is that, is there an avenue that you can possibly go down? I saw a Canadian outfit, uh, just last week that said they're running, uh, specials for Canadian hunters right now. Yeah. Is, I'm, I'm running a pretty good one. It's, it's dirt cheap. Well, for, American outfitter, you know, catering to American outfitters up here. You do an all-inclusive hunt, come in, lodging, meals, guided hunt, four hundred bucks a day Canadian. That, that's very that's, good. Yeah, that's a that's yeah. par on. That's right on course with American stuff. That's a good deal. Yeah, that's a really good deal. But it's just to get in the Canada guys to go do the hunts then is the problem. Well, it'd be nice. It's it's going to be such a good year this year. They're ton of local honkers um 
really good duck hatch, and uh, the farmers may not like it right now, all the rain we've had, but the potholes, you know, they're all full now. So it was a good hatch Some this year? Some places a little too full. We had uh, over a foot of rain. Massive flooding. Jeez. <laughs> now, is North Dakota dry still? North Dakota? North Dakota. Um, it was dry. I know that it was real wet early, and then it's dry it, now. It, it was. It improved. Uh, northern part of the state, good buddy of mine down there, Eric Strub. Um, he he runs an outfit fit down there, um, all flocked up outdoors. I used to work with him a bit, had a guiding license in North Dakota, and uh, that was awesome to go down there. Yeah, they were dry. They were they were saying that uh, it was too wet early in the spring, and now it's too uh, too dry for all the corn. Delicate. Yeah, balance. well, it's it's come back. Well, that's good. Um, recently, though, I'm talking the last two weeks. Yeah. So so it looks so. like it was a good hatch up there this year because you know they didn't do the uh, waterfowl survey. Uh, a lot better than last year. I can tell you that. Ooh. Do uh, yeah, a have, lot better. Have you thought about running your American Hunters in North Dakota? Yeah, I have. Is that um, going to be an, an issue? I mean, is that going to be a thing that a lot of guys are do going to do? You think? Well, the guys that I got booked already said they pushed the trips off to next year, which you know I'll honor you for. As long as I can, if you want to keep pushing it back, that's a great thing. Um, but some of them said, uh, let's go hunting somewhere, and I think I'm going to go hunt down there. You're gonna? Are you going to go with another outfit? Are you going to send your guys to an yeah, outfit? Yeah, another wear? outfit. Yeah. Good friends of mine. So you'll I'm just gonna, move. You know, I, I can only get away for so long. If I'm running Canadian hunts up here, I'm going to make sure to get down there at the end and you know, take advantage of some late-season duck hunting that normally I'd be running deer hunters up here. And that just ain't going to happen. Right. So you're just going to move them to your friend's outfit in North Dakota and then hunt with these guys? I'm going to go have fun. Do you think you'll be able to get across? Are you still an American citizen? Oh, yeah. So you can get across. Well, the reason I asked is there's a a friend of mine – one of his best buddies is an American citizen, but he's married to a Canadian lady, and they have a home in Texas, and they've got one in one of the provinces up there. And she went back because she's a Canadian, a dual citizen, but she can't. He couldn't go. He can't go across to see her, so he can't even go to his house they own up there. That's why I was asking. Yeah, uh, we can go down there. I can move freely about, uh, but if I came back up here, I'd have to isolate for fourteen days. Better residents and go north. That would so. I'm trying to wrap. And up. and going down there. Sorry to interrupt. Going down there. My wife can go. She just can't go in the car with me. She's got to book the flight. So weird. Um, to a U.S. city, and then I can pick her up there. That's legal. So, what is your legal status in Canada right now? What is because you're a U.S. Uh, US citizen. citizen, permanent resident. So, being the permanent resident, that would allow you to cross the border back into Canada? Correct. Okay. Okay. Because I was trying to think of how, if you're an American citizen, how you, you know, if the border's closed, how you would get across as as an American citizen. But, 
you've got the permanent resident. I, I'd have to explain why I'm going down there um, beforehand. I think it would be wise to instead of just showing up at the border. Right. Uh, I got a I got a dog still in Indiana that my wife's crying about. It's her baby. <laughs> <laughs> we dropped the puppy off there, and uh, while we're traveling for trade shows and. When we went home, we couldn't come back to pick them up. The the so lockdown I, had I already happened. I gotta figure that shit out. <laughs> the lockdown had already happened. Is that what you're saying? What's that? The lockdown had already happened. You dropped your dog off. You went yeah, to trade yeah, shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we went. Well, we were gonna go up home for uh, two, three weeks or whatever, and then go back down. Now was it staying it, at uh, the trainers where we got them? Just going over some oh, tune-up stuff. Oh, just a pup. Yeah. Well, okay. he was uh, he was born on the Fourth of July last year. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, his name is Indy. Indy. Uh, yeah. And uh, He's from uh, Indiana. So, what? Uh, how far along is this dog? Is 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 he at the trainer to get finished? Yeah, we're probably going to leave them there to get finished now. Uh, just logistically to try and get them right now in these times, how do you do it? Yeah, you don't. It's pain in the ass. So what was the plan for Indy? You were going to get them after after these couple of weeks, and then you were going to train them yourself? Um, we were going to bring them back for a little while, back home and then take them back to the States to have them pro-trained. Okay. Well, you just got a, you just got a little bit of a more, more of a boarding fee. No big deal. Yeah. What's the, what's the deal with the guns up there? Is there, is, are they going to ban the shotguns with 12 gauges or is that just all <laughs> going to be, is that all just social media and just an, uh, a miscalculation on the, the bore length or the bore diameter? That uh, was a miscalculation. Um, the people trying to make the laws they didn't realize on um, you know a couple of the minute measurement criterias and got blown out of proportion temporarily yes it was illegal but um, they've uh, repealed that so do you have a lot of faith in the Canadian government when it comes to guns <laughs> currently no that's what I was wondering. What else have what other measures have they taken in the recent years? On guns and all that? Yes. Um just going after the you know, the black looking ones. <laughs> the 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 assault you know, rifle the, looking ones. The guns of bad color, I guess, the scary looking ones. Assault guns. Yeah. Are you, I can't are you, can't say that shit now, can you? Are y'all, well, we can down here. Are you all allowed to carry pistols? Well, hell no. That's what I was thinking. I was thinking you can't you can have a pistol at all down up there. Even Canadian? Uh, well, you can if, if you have a non-restricted license, you can own a handgun. Uh, you can use it as a you know, registered shooting um, facility, registered range. So you can't, you can't carry it in your truck with you like we can? Uh, hell no. That's you crazy. can't defend yourself here. You know, 
And what's crazy is the majority of Canada is just like everybody else in the Midwest. I mean, the same thoughts, everything. And it's all being dictated by the big cities. Mm-hmm. That's that's horrible. So let me ask you this. I'm sure you know a lot of guys that are fishing outfitters up there. Yep. I, I guess a lot of them are hurting also. Oh, uh, the whole season wiped out. What are they doing? Same What's... with everybody, really. Um, some of the outfitters that are doing fishing lodges, they've been doing some Canadian book groups, and they've had success. Um, a lot of Canadians are actually traveling from areas now to vacation, which is good to see. It's low on a percentage level, but there is some uh, spreading some money around to help some guys just hang in there. Kind of like a stimulus package like we had down here? I think that's what they're spending. I don't know. Because I've talked to people and August booking mm-hmm. and early September booking, somewhere in there, it's like cricket here, uh, down in North Dakota, um, place I go down there at Woodlands, normally packed, and uh, it's pretty light in August. Hmm. And that that's just because of people are afraid of the corona. There's no, you know. I don't. I don't know if they're afraid of it anymore, but I shit. I don't know. I don't live down there anymore. I miss it, but I don't miss the bullshit. I guess what's going on right now. I don't know. It sounds like you got plenty of bullshit up there that you got to contend with too. Yeah, there is bullshit. That's for sure. I think I'd rather. Um, I think I'd trade my corona bullshit for your gun bullshit any day. You would you would take the yeah. gun bullshit? No. Oh, you'd rather have our bullshit. I'd rather have yes, our bullshit. Uh, yeah, than no, the... there's no doubt. Yeah. Yeah, because I, our states are going to fight. We're going to have a lot more states' rights, and so we're going to have hunting seasons in a lot of places. But I still say that if this continues, there's going to be some states, some fucking liberal governors are going to try to shut shit down. Where I think in Canada, you're dealing with all that shit every day, and it's bullshit. They don't. They're not. They're not taking care of their people in the prov- the small towns up there. Well, our, especially in Manitoba, well, well, a lot of tourism area in Canada. But I think especially Manitoba and Northwest Ontario, it's there's a lot of tourism. Is it all hunting based, outdoor based? Uh, fishing, a lot of fishing, a lot of fishing. What uh, what what generates more hunters up there? Is it waterfowl hunters, or do you get quite a few deer hunters up there? Uh, for me, it's waterfowl. What what's been the best year that you've had on record as far as bird count? I I don't know. I don't count birds. Just off of memory, then. I think we count birds every day when you're done on your hunt, but. Uh, don't keep records like that. Just off of memory, what, what's been your best year? Well, I'm sure over 10,000 birds. No, what year? What year? Yep. I would say 12, 
between 2010 and 2014. Those were our bad years because of the drought. There were our wettest years ah. here, and it it's amazing. When the water comes, I don't. The ducks just come, and they make more ducks and more ducks. Yeah, see, those we, were crazy, crazy years here. We were in a drought down here, so those years are not our uh, are, are, are not our fondest. No, those are our worst years. <laughs> and that, and now we have a drought. Now we have a lot of water still. We're lucky, but we're kind of in a drought again. Yeah. Well, I'll, we've been in drought the last two years. Well, hopefully things over now. Hopefully yeah, things sure. will change. Well, I hope that y'all season picks back. I, I hope they get this shit straightened out. I I've been saying for a long time that. I thought the Canadian government was going to make it harder and harder, and I think they're using this as an excuse. And I was wondering what the outfitters were doing up there, and, you know, there's got to be some kind of contingency plan, and I've, I've heard all kinds of different things, and I'm praying for you guys, but I know it's going to be a tough run. But Do you think if, if, if they cancel this season, do you think that that's just going to kind of be their reason to not open it back up later on in years to come? No, no, no. They can't do that. Well. No way, no way in hell they can't do that. Well, you t- tell me why that you don't think they can. We still have civil liberties here. They can't take that away. No, no, no. I'm no, just saying for the American hunter, though. Keep the keep the no, keep it from where Americans don't be able to come up. So come you, on, it's <laughs> no, no. I'm it's asking you go away in December. Well, I'm asking you. Worst case scenario here, if Canada sees. Okay, so we're already Trudeau's already got a bug up his ass about guns. Okay, and he's yeah. already he's already in tussles with Trump. So now all of a sudden we can keep it from where the American hunter is coming up here and and doing business as a as a as a as a punch in the face to Americans and their president. Are you not worried that this could be something that continues on into the future? I don't know. There's, there's influence. I mean, we do. Sp- uh, Americans do spend we, a lot of money up there. I don't. I, I, I'm torn right now because right now, if you ask a hundred Canadians if they thought it was safe for an American to come up here right now, well, I bet you 99 of them would say no. It's shitty, but they watch the news, though. Right. Um, is that going to change next year? It all depends on how what goes on with COVID. If it disappears in November, December, or um, it's still panic. See, I I don't think this is about the COVID. I think it's an excuse they're using to lock the border down and the guns is what I'm talking about. Now, I know they're taking away all tourism. But I think the Canadian government is going to use this as a as an excuse, just like the Democrats in America are trying to use it as an excuse for everything from mail-in voting to shut everything down. And I just think the liberal wing of the Canadian government is going to use this and show, you know what, we don't need the American hunter coming over here. We don't need all those guns coming over yeah, here. Yeah, and I just I think the future is going to be, if you want to go to Canada and hunt, you're going to have to fly up there and you're going to have to use a gun that an outfitter provides like Mexico, I think it's be. well. I don't know. I, I'm torn. I'm an outfitter, but 
I was also a freelance hunter too, and you gotta have places to go and freelance hunt. I hope it doesn't come to that. You know, being an elsewhere, you're like, oh yeah, no competition, blah, blah, blah. But what's important about places like this, it still gives guys that wanna do it on their own a place to go. And that should never be taken away. I, I agree with and you. And I hope that the government doesn't do that. Some people are for it. I'm, I'm not. Because I know I like to go hunting places, so I don't freelance much anymore because I don't have time. When I go somewhere, I want to go with an outfitter just to maximize. So really, our scenario that we threw out isn't even on. That's not even something that you're worried about at this point. No, I'm not. Good. Well, you know more than you more you know more than we do. Yeah, so we're not. That's why we had you on. We're not involved up there, but it, I just I don't know. We'll see what happens. But hey, we appreciate you being on here and telling us what's going on up there, and we wish you the best. And if anybody wants to get a hold of you, do you, you have a website or anything? Uh, MissionTopoutfitting dot com two zero four three six five two four nine five. Well, we wish you the best, and uh, hopefully this thing, this whole mess, gets sorted out, and you can have some American hunters up there. And if not, uh, I guess have a good good time in North Dakota. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll have a good time down there, and who knows, maybe January I can get back to Texas. There you go. There you go. Well, we know we know a place in Texas, so anytime. Yeah. I would love to go there. Good deal. You take care of yourself, Chris. Yeah, you too. Thank you, Chris. You have a good day. You know, my thoughts on this are, and, you, and we've talked about this a million times. I just, I think there's, I think their their numbers are pushed by the people in Montreal and Vancouver. Sure, sure. And we all know that. Same as in America. Yeah. I mean. Fucking look, Los Angeles co- controls what happens in California, and I just I, I think they're going to. I don't, I just don't see them changing. I really don't. I think this is going to be an excuse to springboard it. Plus, most of the people I know that go to Canada and hunt hunt with American guys that own places up there, right? And the Canadian government isn't making any of that money. I don't think. I think most of them do most of their banking in America. So I don't know how much tax dollars that they're bringing in up there. Mm. And, and, and and I could see where they could say, you know what, hold on. You know, we're not making that much money off this. The fishing is what's – that. this is what's scary about this whole thing. The fishing is huge up there, and they've shut that down. Hunting's small compared to the fishing numbers. Really? Oh, yeah. Tons of people go fishing in summers up there. Tons of people do. I'll bet you that there's a, three times more people go fishing in Canada than go hunting in Canada. That'd be interesting to see. And um, so if they've shut down all the fishing right now, why would they not, you know, I I just don't see them. I think Lee was right. I think it's going to be June 21 at least before it opens at the earliest. But they've got these people scared to death. If you walk across that fucking border and you're American, they're going to drop fucking dead from Corona the next day. (laughs) You know? Yeah. Like, well, I mean, he just said, you know, all Canadians are afraid of it. Yeah. And I'm just, I mean, but they're just bombarding with all this shit, you know? We live in the hottest spot in the country right now in Texas, I think, is the hottest spot. And do you, are you worried about it? No. Not me either. If we get it, we get it. I mean, you can't do nothing about it. You know, the only person I know personally, I've, I've known, t- I know two people personally that have had it. And, and one of them was sick for a couple of days, but not bad. 
just felt like he had allergies, and the other one hasn't been sick at all, really. And that's it. Yeah. The two people I know. So that's all I can go by. <clears throat> I'm trying to find a number for hunting license sales versus fishing license sales, but we can do that for another one. Uh, or I would bet you. Um, I don't even know how to look it up. But I, I would, I, I think there's more fishing license sold. I don't know. Like I said, I tried to do a quick Google search and I couldn't find anything. It's going to be a weird year, and if they keep it closed, like, I mean, they're not going to open it up, and they got this 14 day quarantine. If you come up there, that's going to be the big thing. Who can fucking go up there and sit for 14 days to go fucking? That's going to be the big thing. If there's a 14 day quarantine up there. Before you can ever come home, who the fuck's going to be able to go up there for two weeks? You know, Falks, he came in for the for the funeral, but <clears throat> he's got a 14-day quarantine, but he's at his house. He can still work. Yeah, but that's work quarantine, isn't it? I don't think yeah. that's a state. No, that's, that's a not a state quarantine, but what I'm saying is, is he can still kind of, he can at least get back home and do his isolation there. If you've got to go to Canada and quarantine for two weeks, oof. It's a fucking mess. And I feel bad for the Canadian outfitter because there's a lot of guys up there. Time to shine's coming up. I mean, it's basically six weeks away. And it's murkier now than ever. It's crazy. Okay. Uh, Non-resident fishing is 17,000. Hunting will be way bigger. Now, is that one province? Fuck, never mind. Fucking son of a bitches. What? CA.gov. What do you think that spe- th- stands for? California. California. I looked up Canada and it had me on Californias. Well, fuck, so never mind. This is why it's important to check your, check your well, sources. Well, I, I did. I, was, I stopped right then. I think it would be .ca. I don't even, I wasn't even looking at it. I looked up Canadian and so I figured that's what it would be. Anyways, I would love to know this, the, how many out-of-state people are out-of-country from the United States go fishing in Canada as opposed to hunting in Canada? I think fishing will be a f- three times bigger than the hunting. It's cheaper for one reason. Mom and dad will go fishing with you. They're not going up there to go hunting. So that that's my deal. I think the Canadian deal, I think Canada is fucked. I'm telling you right now, I feel sorry for the guys up there. They are fucked the whole way around, you know. We don't have rights as an American citizen in Canada. That's the problem. And, you know, they have the right to hunt, but that doesn't mean we are. Right. And they've shut the border down, and the border ain't going to come open any fucking time soon. Why would you open the border now as opposed to May or June? The numbers are more now in America than they were then. True. So that ain't going to change none. You can't get airplane tickets up there right now. But we also know more about the virus, too, though. Well, they don't give a fuck, though. And that might that might be. Let's see, annual sales statistics for mywildalberta.ca. Let's see if we can find anything. Okay, okay, okay. We have, in 2015, resident, non-resident sport fishing license, 300,000. Okay. Non-resident Canadian sport fishing license, 10,000. I don't know how that... There's resident, non-resident, and then one's just non-resident. Non-resident alien Canadian fishing license. 
Um, Non-resident Canadian hunter license, 3,800. Look at hunters. That that was with the hunters. 3,800, and it was 10,000 on the fishing. Resident hunter license, 134,000. That's in Alberta. I'm looking to see. So, yeah, I mean, according to that. So, let's just let's, let's look at this. Non-resident Canadian sport fishing license, ten thousand and thirty-eight hundred hunting. So that's third. It's three times bigger almost. That's what I'm saying. Non-resident Canadian. Yeah. And that's hunting license sales. Yeah. Says uh, one hundred and twenty hunters, resident hunters, were sold. That's in twenty fifteen. But anyways, so it's three times more fishermen than hunters, and they've shut that down. And it's fishing season now. And most of that money stays in Canada. That, 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 that's, that's where we're seeing, I think, that there's... Or here we go, 2019, 3,900 non-resident hunters. And I could be reading this wrong, of course, so do your own research. Um, and then, why won't it let me scroll over on fishing? But it looks like the fishing license have dropped quite a bit. I don't know. It won't let me scroll over. The okay. last one I can see is 2018, and this says 3,500. Okay. Let, let, let's just say it's two to one because it's going to be. Okay. All right. Those those fishing guys, if you go to a rainy lake or whatever it is and you go fishing up in Canada, there's Canadians going to probably own the lodge. It's a local guy. That money stays in their economy, just like in Knox City. Money stays in our economy. This is what we do for a living. We're here. Mm-hmm. Well, the hunt, how many waterfowl outfitters do you know that live in America that hunt in Canada? How many of them collect their deposit and get paid before the hunt in America? Right. They don't take their money up there. Now, I'm not saying some of them don't. I'm just saying a lot of them don't. That money stays in America. So the Canadian government is looking like, well, fuck. You know, let's just say a third of it's there. We're already a third of what we have from fishing, and now a third of the the, the hunting money stays in America anyways. They're not losing that much. And that's how they're looking at it. They're like, you know. The fucking Canadian government's making $10 million. It's not worth the hassle of having to deal with all this shit. Right. You know? Huh. You know, fishing, we're, we're, we're getting $50 million tax revenue off of it, and we cut it off. You think they're really worried about $10 million? I just, it's a, it's, it's not, it's a slippery slope. Hunting has a black eye in the, in the liberal media, and I think Canada, I think they're using this as an excuse to be more and more, but it's not just a corona deal. It's an excuse to keep that. They don't want the American dollar up there, really. You know, it's a weird time. It is, and I don't know the answer to everything. And please, someone, if you got some facts on this, let us know. You know, I would love to know the amount of percentage of American money that stays in Canada for the outfitters compared to, in like in America. You know, if you go to a lodge in America to go hunt, you know damn well that money's all here, just about ninety nine point nine percent of it. I don't know a Canadian that owns a hunting outfitter in America. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there probably is, but anyways, that's all we got. Uh, Appreciate y'all listening to you. God bless you. Thank you so much and have a great day.